Hey, hey, y'all, Elise Smith here, and welcome to the Socially Awesome Podcast, where we empower mompreneurs to implement simple social media strategies into their businesses and elevate their online presence. I'm a mompreneur of three, an affiliate marketer, a network marketer, an influencer, a social media marketing agency owner, and your personal guru. I am here to give you tips, tricks, and tools that you need to build your social media business. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socially Awesome Podcast. Elise Smith here, and I'm very excited to be bringing a special guest today. I've got Jen Klonicky with me. She is with Seven Trains of Thought, and she is going to tell us all about how she serves and just her experience in the online business space. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. So first and foremost, I always like to just dive right in with how you got into this because, um, you know, there's always someone in the audience that can relate to your story that can either empathize with maybe a struggle you've had, or maybe they just need to hear from you today and, and to give them that, that faith. So tell me a little bit about how you got into the online space and doing what you're doing now. All right. Yes. Uh, so I, I actually still work in the corporate space. Um, I have a nine to five job, so to speak, but for a long time, I was really trying to figure out like what the next step should be. And I think for a really long time, I just kind of worked up the corporate ladder and was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. But every time I took a new job, I'm like, this isn't really what I want to do. And honestly, COVID really helped me because it gave me the space to think about what it is that I really wanted to do and why I was applying for certain jobs. Um, whether or not those were good fits for me. And I um, had the opportunity to go home and work from home. Um, And then I really started digging into what if I could start like a a consulting type business and what would that look like? And that's how I got into the online space to really work with entrepreneurs. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what do you do in corporate currently? Because uh, very much like you, I was in corporate, went home during COVID, um, except they wanted me to come back in the office and I had already gotten a taste of working from home. So I'm like, so I did. And I think that last year of, you know, end of 2021, beginning of 2022, I was like, man, I miss being home. I had some flexibility. And uh, so what do you do in corporate currently? And how did that give you an idea of what to even do online? So in corporate, I work in healthcare and I'm a program manager. So I work in a medical education department. So really spend a lot of time onboarding our new residents and fellows every year um, and working with students that come through to do clinical rotations. Um, And so a lot of that I can do from home still. um, And so that's why I get to stay home, which is part of why I'm still kind of transitioning between corporate and the online space. But a lot of the same skills that I use in terms of helping residents get, you know, essentially get ready for um, coming into a residency program and getting them onboarded and stuff. Um, I was able to like transition those same skill sets um, in terms of helping people figure out where they are in their business, where they want to go, and then help them develop the timelines and so forth, which is um, what I've been doing um, in the online space. So I take a lot of the same programmatic or project management type skill sets and use them outside in the online in the online space. I love that. And that is a very specific skill. Um, And that's one thing that um, I guess 
uh, you and I have in common is, you know, I took the skills, like a lot of people leave corporate and they do something completely different, right? I have a friend that's a nurse and she went from nurse to life coaching or she went, I mean, I guess you gotta have a good bedside manner to be a nurse. So maybe she's a great life coach. I mean, she is a great life coach, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like you're using the skills that you're doing in corporate and, and kind of transforming those into a business, which is really, really cool. Um, very much similar, like I said, to what I did, I was doing digital marketing already. It was just on a corporate scale or a larger level. Um, and now I'm, I'm doing it more for a personal brand or, or people with personal brands, but tell me a little bit about, um, I know, you know, we all have a struggle or something that that's one of the questions I love to ask is like something you've overcome. So, I know for you, a lot of that's going to be balancing your business and your corporate nine to five and um, being able to, you know, still balance your home life. Like what do you, because if you're an accountability coach, you've got to have your, your clock pretty, pretty nailed down. So tell me, how do you manage this and do both? Because there are women out there that maybe have a great idea mm -hmm. and they want to turn it into a business, but they're like, I can't do both. I would say you can. A lot of it comes down to how you schedule your time. Um, I'm very routine driven or habit driven. So um, I use a calendar that really helps me stay focused on what I need to do from day to day. I will plan on a Sunday the kinds of things that I want to do in the online space what I and get that ready so that it's not like, oh my gosh, it's Wednesday and I haven't done this, I haven't done that. Because that just creates crazy chaos, right? So, but I will spend so much time each day on different pieces of my business so that I can move that forward and not feel behind. But it really comes down to, again, I do think you can do a, doing both, but you have to be disciplined. You have to really want the, the online, you know, that you would really have to want to start that, um, that dream business or that goal project that you want to do, because that's your why, like understand your why, that's your driven piece. And so anytime I get frustrated with, feeling stressful, I go back to my why. Why did I start this business? Why do I want to do it? And that just gives me that extra motivation to go, okay, Jen, you've got this, you can do it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I'm human. So if there are days where it doesn't flow, I try not to give myself like, like, I don't like, come down so hard on myself that I'm like, you didn't get this done, because there's another day, there's, you know, there's more time to get stuff done. And there are some days that I have more time. And there are other days that I just have to plan for when I don't have enough time. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I did the same, um, you know, and ultimately, I don't know, I may, I may have stayed in corporate longer and done both for a longer period of time. Of course, um, anyone that's listening probably has heard my story and maybe some haven't, but you know, I left corporate because I had to make a decision pretty quickly with my child with autism of his level of care. But honestly, I had my routine pretty well to where I was able to do things in the morning at night and on the weekends. And I may have stayed around a little bit longer and built my business up a little bit larger before leaving. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of women out there that, you know, maybe they've heard some of the the different content or uh, they see content and they think you have to leave your job. You don't have to. You absolutely can have a business and your job. And I mean, just for extra income, everybody knows everybody needs extra income right now. Yep. Uh, most families are in a deficit at the end of the month these days. Um, future planning, like maybe giving your kids a college fund or your retirement has been something you're behind on. That's a way to get ahead, you know? So I love that you can share the, you can do both. You absolutely can do both. And it just takes planning and sacrifice. I think sacrifice is huge too, because 
Um, something I, I tell a lot of my students is these businesses are built on the weekends. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of them don't want to hear that, but um, they are. You got to put in some Saturdays and some Sundays to get things going. And once once the machine's rolling, you know, you can back away a little bit. But sometimes you back away, you got to come back in. And um, that's just, is that something that you have noticed is some sacrifices you've had to make? I'm glad you brought that up because I do think that people may go into this online entrepreneurial space and go, oh, it's going to happen overnight. And because that's what they feel like they're seeing online. But really, we're all working, you know, our our tails off to get our, our businesses going the way we, we want it to, to get going. So, yes, there are definitely sacrifices. Um, yeah, you got to spend a couple hours on a Saturday and a Sunday trying to get pieces together. I um, mean, if you want it faster, you're going to have to spend more time doing that. And so I guess it just depends on, you know, how fast you want to get it up and running. And if the end goal is to leave corporate, then you may have to put more time into it. And again, that goes back to, I always have to go back to my why. Why am I doing this? Why do I want this? Um, and that just kind of helps me stay focused and understand when I and when and why I made the sacrifice. I agree. I agree. And one thing that I looked at personally, which I had children that were in in childcare still so for me i i started doing some math and i'm like well, if i could save that 650 dollars <laughs> a month and then i had a commute to work and back mm -hmm. i'm like okay, that would save me this much in fuel so my business would only need to make this much for me to actually be about the same and then you know i mean i you can figure it out guys but it, it's really it is what you want and and you just have to dig into who do you want to serve which leads me to a little bit about like tell us exactly what you do with your clients how do you serve them what services do you offer specifically so i work with a lot of newer entrepreneurs that um really are looking to get started or maybe they have started and they're not where they want to be in their business so they could be a brand new person that's got a brand new idea and just doesn't know where to start so we'll strategize and kind of work out um, where they are now, where they want to go, and kind of map out an action plan for them to get started. I've worked with some entrepreneurs that are a little bit, a uh, little bit more seasoned, but are looking for like launch assistance, um, assistance with getting a masterclass up and running or something like that. And so we put together action plans. So they have goals that are associated with that activity they want to do and a timeline. Um, and that helps them stay accountable. And what I have found is that a lot of people are looking for that accountability check. I just need someone to help me, you know, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to work on and have some direction from that perspective. Um, and sometimes I work with some entrepreneurs that are just looking to brainstorm. They have an idea, but they don't know how to flush it out. And so we just kind of spend some time doing some strategy sessions on figuring out, you know, again, what their idea is, what would it take to put it into play, um, and kind of frame up um, an action plan again to get them started. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can people connect with you most? I think you're, you're on Instagram most, right? Yep. Tell me a little bit about what, what they can come in and, and, and connect with you. And do you have a Facebook group or, um, you know, how, how can people connect with you to learn more about your services? Yes. Yeah, so I am mainly on Instagram and you can find me at seven trains of thought um, on Instagram and hop into the dms and then every thursday i have what i call an accountability circle um, which is a great networking opportunity wow. for um, entrepreneurs to come in um, and what's really neat about it is just it's a really nice support system so 
Every wow. Thursday, we talk about what it is that we wanted to get done from week to week, and we check in with each other. So it's just a nice way to connect and know that if I put out into the universe that I'm going to do A, B, and C, next week, the group is going to go, so did you do A, B, and C? And if you didn't, why not? And it's an also a way to say, hey, I've got a question or I need some feedback. And so we can bounce ideas off of each other there as well. I love that. I love that. But we talked this weekend, uh, this weekend, this week inside my group coaching program about um, having that accountability. Like why do most people get a coach or why do most people work with someone? And nine times out of 10 it's the accountability and mm -hmm. people need that. So the fact that you're offering that uh, as free value to your audience is incredible because um, there's a lot of people just getting started and they, they might not have any direction at all. And just networking and connecting with other people can can really bring them some clarity, I think. Yeah, um, and it's really a safe space where you have entrepreneurs that know what you're going through. Like they're, yeah. they're beginners too, or they I've got a couple that are more seasoned and have been around for a couple of years, but we they all come with a perspective and it's just nice to know that somebody else knows what you're going through. Right, right, I totally agree. I love that. So one thing I like to ask um, as we're kind of winding down is if you could give, um, if there's an entrepreneur out there that's listening and what is one piece of advice you could give them that you wish you would have known before you started your business? What is it boundaries? Is it time blocking? Like what, what is one thing that you wish you would have known that you maybe found out, you know, the hard way? <laughs> Don't wait to start. Just do it. Because I spent a lot of time doing an enormous amount of research thinking I had to have everything figured out before I could start. And I took some free classes. I signed up for paid classes. I read every article I could find. I Googled myself to death on this. But I think if you have an idea, just put yourself out there. Put the idea out there. Start talking about it. Just start. Don't wait. So do you find that by doing a lot of that research and stuff in the beginning, you had I heard the word infobesity the other day and I was like, that's perfect. It's too much information, right? It caused confusion and a confused mind does nothing. Yes. So you feel, did you feel that way? Is that something you, you felt you did to, you know, yourself as over research almost? Absolutely. I think there's like information overload because yeah, you just consume so much and you're like, you get to the point where you're like, why am I still, why am like this doesn't make sense or you over research something you're like okay well now i don't know if i should even do that that way yeah. um and i think everybody comes to the comes to the playing field with different perspectives and mm -hmm. that's what makes it really cool and really interesting to see how everyone can intermingle you know intermingle and, and mix and network um and if you start doing the same things that everyone else is doing then you're not unique right. um and then then you just kind of don't stand out so i think you can consume as much as you want, but it gets to the point where it's like too much and then you probably just don't. And yes. you just don't start, you just don't do it. Um, what is that analysis paralysis they call it, I think, where it's just, you just don't know what to do with the information you took in. I mean, I have notebooks and notebooks of stuff that I don't even necessarily go back to anymore. So I just think it gets to be right. a lot. So just- It do does. It. And you start, to, you start to get on the right path from what I've seen, and then you start to question, am mm -hmm. I doing this wrong, am I doing this right? I mean, it's simple stuff, guys, but like you will start to question, you know, oh, well, this girl said I should be doing this, and you question your entire strategy, and then 
you're then you're not consistent with one strategy long enough to even see results because you're constantly changing it based on what this guru said or that guru said. Um, and I completely agree that you've got to set yourself apart. And one of the ways I have seen people grow the fastest is to be either really, really niche down or really, really open. And I don't want to say controversial, but mm. they're very, this is the way that I speak. I'm doing it. It's something that sets them apart. Like you said, it's, um, and I mean, with me being in social media marketing, I see people arguing over hashtag strategies and everything, but you know, it's, it is yeah. setting yourself apart. So what do you offer that's different? And when you're consuming so much of other people's content, you tend to try to mimic their content. Yeah. And the other thing to that is that people tend to try to do too much at once. So um, the, you have so many ideas in your head and you're watching somebody else do five or six things. And so then you think you should do five or six things. And so you're spending, you know, 20% of your time on five objects versus 100% on one. So I really, I really think it's important to get really good at one thing first and then add like, yeah, you don't have to do all the things right away to get your business going. Agreed. You know? Agreed. And you guys, we said it a few minutes ago, a confused mind does nothing. A confused audience buys nothing either. So yeah. I made that mistake in the last, I'll even say last several months, um, which I've only been a full-time entrepreneur for a year, but uh I, I you know I, I every time i would see an exciting opportunity i would share it with my audience and then it became too many opportunities that they could not make a decision mm -hmm. and so that is something that i myself am working on now is like what are my offers like specifically because when you introduce too many things it's just like a diet plan when you have too many options you eat a little bit of everything you know so it just becomes um, too much for people. So I love that you touched on that because I think that really is important and people feel like they're not doing enough when actuality, sometimes they're doing too much. Yeah. Um, they're doing too much and they're veering off their strategy. So I have one more quick question for you. What are all the medals behind you? Oh, those are race medals. I oh. like to run. So um, they're half marathon um, races and I've done one marathon so far. So. Oh, very cool. If I'm running, somebody better check on my <laughs> but but i'm not a runner i wish i've all i've tried i i just i don't know i say it's my add a little mm -hmm. much but i have a friend that says that it clears her mind and it's her best oh. thought process time and um uh yeah i i envy you a little bit because i wish i could get into it i i loved weightlifting i did weightlifting for a while um until this year i had neck surgery so i'm out for a minute but i'm almost ready to go back to it and um i'm just really excited for you that's a lot of medals guys for those of you on the podcast you can't see there's got a ton of medals back there so i love the aspect of training for something i think it helps just and it keeps me focused on something, God. but it does clear my head. It's different. It's it's just a kind of weird way in which you can kind of process things when you run. I don't. Yeah. I agree with your friend that can. Yeah, she said she gets the best ideas. She's like, I have to stop all the time and send myself an email or a text or something so I don't forget them. Um, she tells me that all the time. So very cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being with me today, Jen. This was great. You guys check the show notes. Um, we will link everything down there and, and hop on her accountability zooms that that right there alone could make a huge change in your business for you to be able to connect with other people and, you know, hear from them, bounce ideas off them. Um, and even just almost like a work with me, you know, it holds yourself accountable on, on 
putting that work into your business. So thank you, Jen, for being with me. And until next time, guys, make it simple, make it social and make it awesome. Bye y'all. Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm Elise Smith, your host. And let me tell you how you can get a free social media audit from me. Make sure that your profile is optimized and you're ready to build. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, throw it in your stories and tag me. You can find my handle in the show notes. I will share it to my entire audience and you will be entered to win one of the five free audits that I'll be doing every single month. Number two, if you found any value out of this episode or any of my episodes at all, please feel free to leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give. Lastly, make sure you check out the link to get into my free community, Socially Awesome Entrepreneurs. It's in the show notes. We go live in there weekly with guest trainings and more. Until next time, make it simple, make it social, and make it awesome.